I'm 29 years old. I'll be turning 30 in December. And man, I tell you what, it didn't take long at all. Time flew by. Here soon, we're going to have a baby girl. And you know what? People have already told us this many times, but time's going to fly. And sooner or later, our our child will be an adult going off and, and probably doing great things. When you compare our life here on earth to eternity, life is really short. Just think, life is maybe on earth is like this short, and eternity is just, just forever and ever. It's impossible to explain. But you know, what we do with this little bit of time here on earth affects all of eternity. It's very fitting that this verse calls our time here on earth a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. When you're cooking and you see that, that steam rising up, that vapor, it's just a split second and it's gone and you can't see it anymore. And you know, I know I'm 29 years old, but in a split second, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very old and ready to pass away. Life is gonna go by fast. We don't have much time. Some people have more than others, but one thing is certain, and that is everyone's time is short. Ephesians chapter five, verses 15 through 16 says this. See then that ye walk circumspectly. Walk, think about how you're walking is what circumspectly means. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. If you're like me, your schedule is filled up. You're constantly uh, busy doing something. But if our schedules aren't filled up with, but if our schedules are filled up with non-eternal things, let me just tell you, we're wasting our time. The short time we have here on earth, if it's filled up with doing things that don't matter for eternity, then we're wasting our time. You see, too many Christian schedules are filled with all these things that really don't matter. I know when I was first saved, the first uh, three years of of salvation, man, I loved sports. I loved the Green Bay Packers. I hope no one boos me. My friends were all Broncos fans, and, oh, man. So I'm sure most of you guys are Broncos fans, but I would want to watch every Packers game out there. Every Sunday, oh, I've got to watch it. And I'd get so excited when they'd win, and I'd jump up and down, and I'd scream. And, and man, my time was devoted to football. I don't know if any of you have played sports when you were in school. But when you're playing sports, you're devoted to that sport. Everything you eat matters. You don't get much sleep a lot of times. You're traveling all the time, and, and you just don't really have time for a lot of other stuff. It consumes you. I used to work construction, doing road construction, and we'd work 70, 75 hours a week. And man, it was great. I was making so much money, overtime, all of the time, and, and I was just a teenager at this time. But I was doing it for myself. So I could have a nice vehicle, so I could have this nice thing here. Can I just say, if we're filling up our time doing things that really don't matter, it's a waste of time. Now, I can't make a list of things which are a waste of time and things which aren't, because really anything can be a waste and anything can, can be profitable. 
You know, we got our phones today. And man, so many people are constantly on their phone uh, scrolling through Facebook. And if you're spending hours on that, I'm telling you, that's probably not good. But you know, we try and use Facebook for some spiritual things, you know, posting uh, Bible verses, trying to share the gospel with people and, and checking up with people. You know, we try and use it for good things. So everything can be used for good and, and for bad. But how about this? If you can imagine yourself years down the road saying, you know what, I'm glad I did that. Then it's probably of eternal worth. If you can imagine the Lord being proud of what you did, then it's probably of eternal worth. When you're in heaven, what you'll say is, I'm glad I served the Lord. You know, that's what you're gonna be glad that you did. You know, I'm glad I went to church and I, and I learned about Jesus Christ and I learned how to live for him. You know, I'm so glad that I chose to tithe to the Lord. And some people give more than a tithe. You know, I praise the Lord that I did that. You're gonna be excited for those things that you did for the Lord. Man, I'm so glad I shared the gospel with this person and he trusted Christ. You know, when we're in heaven, we're gonna be excited for that. I'm, I'm not gonna be excited that the Packers won. I'm not gonna be excited that they, they, they won the Super Bowl. That's not gonna matter in heaven. But how many of us spend so much time devoted to those things? So what we won't say is, I'm glad I spent weeks or even months playing video games or scrolling through Facebook or even spending 70 hours a week working just so I can have the nicest things out there. An unknown author said this, wasted time equals wasted years, which equals a wasted life. Wasted time equals wasted years, which equals or wasted years equal, sorry, wasted time equals wasted years, which equals a wasted life. We can't afford to throw away our time. Our life is too short. We must spend our time wisely for the Lord. Psalm chapter 90, <clears throat> verse 12 says this. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So don't waste your time very short amount of time, don't waste it. First exhortation. The second one is don't wait for time. Don't waste your time and don't wait for time. The verse says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. You know not what shall be on the morrow. Proverbs 27.1 says this, boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. None of us know what tomorrow is going to bring. Not a single person here. And I have a friend who's always showing me all these verses and passages and events that are going on in the world and how Christ is going to come at any moment. And praise the Lord, you know, the Lord could come at any moment. We have no clue. But the point is, we have no clue. He could come 100 years from now or, or longer. We have no clue. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. And for all we know, any of us could die tomorrow. We could leave this church today and get in a car accident. We could have a heart attack. Anything can happen. This verse says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. Is there ever a time when the Lord is convicting us to do something? The worst thing we could ever say is tomorrow. Did you get that? If the Lord is convicting you to do something, don't say 
tomorrow. Say, okay, I'll do it. Right now, today. Years ago, when I was first interning at Moab Baptist Church, so I just finished Snow College. When I was at Snow College, I, I decided, you know, I want to serve the Lord for the rest of my life. And so I interned that next summer at my church. Well, one day I was driving and I pulled up to Wells Fargo. I was going to go do something at the bank. And my friend named Zach came walking on the sidewalk. Zach started talking to me and, and you know, he was really impressed with what I was doing. He's like, wow, Joria, you want to be a pastor? And, and man, it just seems like life is going for you. And it seemed like he was probing, like he had some questions. He wanted to talk about some things. If not, the Lord had opened up a wonderful opportunity for me to do that. You see, I grew up not a very good kid. I was doing drugs and, you know, alcohol and all that stuff in high school. And Zach knew who I was in high school. And so when he had heard and when he had saw that I wanna, I'm seeking to serve the Lord, to him, that was, that was quite something. He had never seen that before. And so he was asking me these questions. But you know, at this time, I really hadn't shared the gospel much. I, much. I did with my friends at Snow College, the Mormons, and I failed every time. You know, so I was a little nervous. This was someone who I really knew well. I grew up with him. Also, I was kind of busy, you know. I was in the middle of doing something. I was going to the bank. I had these things to do. And, you know, I, I had excuse after excuse after excuse. And so we parted ways right there. I didn't really talk to him about anything I didn't share the gospel with them. <clears throat> well, that fall, I went to Frontier School of the Bible, and I was on Facebook, and I saw that this guy, this man, got in an accident. You see, he was uh, rock climbing, and he was on the top of a ledge, and um, he was going to go down to a lower ledge. They were rock climbing. And so they tie these ropes together and have all these knots. Well, they did the knot wrong. And so this man fell to his death. And, you know, when I saw that, man, it beat me up. You know, the Lord had put this man in my life, and he was probing for me to share the gospel, but I had every excuse. And you know what one of the main excuses was? Oh, I'll do it another time. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll see him another time. He's young. Nothing's ever going to happen to him. But guess what? No one knows what tomorrow will bring. Not a single person. There's a song I play on the guitar and I sing called Plenty of Time. I want to read you the lyrics of this song. I got up Sunday morning, went to the church at 10, I listened to the words I had heard time and time again. The preacher spoke of sinful lives. It seemed he spoke of mine, but I was young and I had plenty of time. I walked on down life's pathway, living as I wished to live, how to beat the other fellow, how to get what life could give. Making money isn't sinful. Having fun is not a crime. So I'll just wait because I've got plenty of time. Plenty of time to decide where I'm bound, to eternal darkness or to heavenly ground. I'm just a young man, not yet in my prime, 
So I'll just wait, because I've got plenty of time. Before I knew what happened, my life had passed away. And millions stood before God's throne, for it was judgment day. Now eternal darkness beckons, and the name it calls is mine. But I had thought that I had plenty of time. Eternity waits. I've got plenty of time to think of all the days that Christ could have been mine. Now my chance is over. Earth's days are left behind. Now all I've got is plenty of time. If you're here today and you don't know for sure if Jesus Christ is your Savior, can I encourage you to not wait? No one knows what tomorrow will bring. No one knows what the rest of this day is going to bring. And this this decision we make in just a split second can affect your eternity forever. Can I just say that the most important decision I ever made was to trust Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. You see that man, Dean Dalton, we were um, going to West Coast Baptist College on a youth, youth conference trip. We're supposed to, supposed to go to bed at, at 9 o'clock in the, at night because we had a long journey still. We were in Las Vegas. And um, <clears throat> we stayed up till 2 o'clock talking about the Bible and about the gospel. I knew nothing. And um, at 1.48 a.m. on April 2nd, 2008, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. This man, Dean Dalton, showed me how the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single person in the world has sinned. He also showed me how the Bible says in John 6, or Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Because of our sin, we all deserve death. We deserve death and hell. That's what we all deserve. At this time, I always just kind of thought that if heaven did exist, you know, people who were good would get to heaven. I was an atheist, as I would mentioned. I always had a thought, okay, if God exists, I'm not really a bad person. I'll probably still get to heaven. That's not what the Bible says. You see, the Bible says if you've failed, if you've completed the entire law, but failed in one point, you're guilty of all of it. It only takes one sin. Not that any of us have only sinned once. We've sinned many times. But we're all sinners, and we all deserve to go to hell. And there's nothing we can do to fix that. If, uh, if the Green Bay Packers had won every single game a hundred times, but lost one game, they would have an imperfect score. No matter how many games they won, they could never have an, a perfect score. That's the same with us. No, how, no matter how much good things we do, no matter how many bad things we choose to stop doing, we can never be perfect. But perfection is what's required for heaven. But you know what the Bible says? And you know what Dean taught me? He said, Jesus Christ took your sins, took the sins of the world, put them upon himself, and he died for those sins. You deserve to go to, heaven, or go to hell for those sins. Jesus died for those sins. You don't have to go to hell. He suffered the price for you. And here's what he's asking now. He's just asking you to trust him. He says, believe on me, and I will give you eternal life. Over and over again in the Bible, we see that there's only one way to heaven. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. I'm sure most of you know the verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave the, his only begotten son that whosoever believes, there's that word, in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 6, 8, or 3, 18, 
He that believes on me is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John, John uh, 5.24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life, shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. On and on I can go. The Bible says, by faith ye are saved. And you know, Dean Dalton showed me that, and I realized, wow, I can never do anything to save me. I can never get to heaven. But Jesus Christ died for me so I could get to heaven. You know, when I was in church, I thought the people in church were so weird because they always praise the Lord for the blood of Christ. I was like, that's so weird. Why are they excited that Jesus, their Savior died? I never understood it. But when I got saved, I got excited about the blood of Christ. Jesus died for us. And if you're here today, and you were like how I was, you don't know for sure if you're saved, you might think that salvation is by good works. Let me tell you, it's not. It's by faith. And can I encourage you to place your faith in him today? Not a single person here on earth knows what tomorrow may bring. None of us are promised tomorrow. And I would hate to see anyone here leave today not knowing for sure that they're saved and then something happened to them. If you're a believer here today, and you, you know for sure that you're saved. Can I encourage you when the Lord is convicting you to do something, to not wait? There's people all around this world who need to hear the gospel. And I guarantee you there's people every single week that the Lord is putting in your life to share the gospel with. And I, and I guarantee you a lot of us are saying, I'll wait another time. Oh, tomorrow, next week, better time. Can I encourage you to share the gospel with them today? People need saved. People need to hear the gospel. In Utah, but also all across this country, churches are being shut down, closed down, because they have no pastor. We have pastors leaving all the time, leaving the ministry. We have places where there's not even churches. We need some people who would say, you know what, I'm gonna start serving the Lord today. And stop saying, I'll do it later. Because you know what happens when you say later? It doesn't come. Later never seems to happen. Those times when the Lord has convicted me when I'm in church and I, I'm just too embarrassed to, to come up here. And I said, I'll do it another time. Or I'll do it at home. Guess what? I forget about it. That time never comes. I'm not serious about it later on. But you know what? When the Lord convicts me to do something, you know what? I just do it. I do it right then. He does mighty things. The Lord does mighty things. So I, can I encourage you, if you're a believer here today, when the Lord is calling on you to do something, don't wait. Here in a moment, we're gonna, we're gonna have an invitation. And if the Lord has spoken to your heart in any way, can I encourage you to come forward? Can I encourage you not to wait? I wanna tell you a story about a man named Frank. And uh, he's an older man, but he thinks he's not old enough. He can still wait. He's still trying to figure things out. And I would try and share the gospel with him, but he doesn't really want to hear it. He doesn't want to believe it yet. And I have a burden for him. And I've told him, okay, well, when that time comes and, you know, I don't know, you have cancer or something, can you tell me? Can you call me so I can share the gospel with you? 
he doesn't want to hear it yet. He'll wait to make that decision when he's on his deathbed. Can I encourage you, if you're here today and you're not saved, don't wait. If you're a believer and you're here today, can I encourage you, don't wait to start serving the Lord. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Some of the worst things we can ever say to the Lord is tomorrow, is wait. Don't ever tell the Lord, wait. Tomorrow is not the time to start serving the Lord. Tomorrow is not the time to get right with God. Tomorrow is not the time to give him your life. Today is, and right now is. Because if you wait till tomorrow, it may not now, I've, I've been where you're at before, whether you're unsaved or you're a believer and, and you're waiting to, to do whatever the Lord has told you to do. I've been there before. I'm telling you, I regret every time I told the Lord, wait. I regret it to this day. How badly I wish I would have shared the gospel with Zach. And it breaks my heart thinking about it. It scares me to death when, death when I think about me being an unbeliever. And how I never really wanted to think or talk about the gospel. Oh man, I could have died so many times. I did so many dumb things as a teenager. I'm so glad the Lord spared me. But it's not a promise. We never know what could happen tomorrow.